Welcome to the Midwest Marvel Podcast. My name is Nick Adams. I am your host, aka Midwest Marvel Guy. Uh, make sure to hit me up on those social media platforms. I am here joined with my amazing co-host, Zeke Farnsworth. Once again, like two weeks in a row, I have no funny quip to to introduce <laughs> you. I didn't even think about it this week. Last week, I thought about it. I just couldn't think of one. So you're you're just normal Zeke again. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Maybe after uh, Black Panther comes out, we'll have another one. Yeah, yeah. Well, Please. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You can be like like the next White Wolf. <laughs> Just don't lose your arm. Oh yeah, do that. Well, if I get one of those Wakanda vibranium arms, then I think I'm all right yeah, with that. Might be worth it. Yeah, that's that's kind of <laughs> kind of dope. Well, hey, on today's episode, we have a awesome episode plan one that we're actually really really excited about and we think is going to be a lot of fun uh in today's episode we are doing a basketball draft with mcu characters a basketball fantasy draft with mcu characters so basketball season has obviously started nba started a couple weeks ago college i think college just started this week and so Mm -hmm. basketball is in full swing for pretty much everybody and so we thought what better way to celebrate the start of basketball season than to draft our favorite characters from the MCU and try to build the best basketball teams. And so we'll go head to head and draft our teams. And then you guys in the comments can, can, can decide if, if you're watching on YouTube, you can decide on there, comment who you think had the better team. If you're uh, listening via podcast, you can send in an email, which we've only been telling people to do for the last six weeks now so one of these days it's gonna happen we're gonna get one we're gonna maybe get one. at this point it's almost impressive that we haven't so like, like i'll be so surprised when it does finally happen so we're gonna get into that and that's gonna be a lot of fun but prior to that uh we're gonna just briefly discuss some mcu and just uh nerd culture news because we even got some really big news this week that is not marvel related which of course we're not just strictly marvel even though it is the midwest marvel podcast that's where both of our passions lie uh but just nerd culture in general and so um we'll we'll discuss some things that have been going on in the mcu and the dc eu is it still called the dc eu like i know that's what it was but then like the dc eu kind of ceased to exist just because like they are so discombobulated. So is it still the DCEU? Is it just the DC I, Universe? I don't know what, what to call it anymore. I think it is the DCEU just okay. because it's still the DC Entertainment Universe. Is that what it stands for? I thought it was extended, but maybe you're right. Maybe extended? it is. May, maybe it is entertainment. I, I don't even know. And, and honestly, it doesn't make any sense because different movies of theirs are and projects are in different universes. And so like, is the DCEU just a certain collection of movies and projects is it all of them i i don't even know what to what to think but i do think that we're going to have answers to that at some point now uh so we'll jump right in with this news because if you guys missed it this week it was announced that james gunn and peter saffron so james gunn is of course the director of the guardians of the galaxy films some of the best films in the MCU to date. He's obviously directing the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that had a trailer come out this uh, this week. We'll talk about that briefly. And he's directing Guardians 3, which he has said will be his last Guardians movie. And it looks like now is going to be his last MCU. Marvel movie, at least for, at least mm-hmm. for some time. Uh, and then James Gunn obviously also did the newer Suicide Squad movie, which was a huge hit. 
And then I don't know why I pronounced it that way. That was weird. And then he did <laughs> Peacemaker, which again, massive hit. So everything that man touches turns to gold. He's a massive superhero nerd. He uh, he loves superhero stuff like the genre and is very, very knowledgeable about that. And so they brought that man on as co-CEO of DC Films. And then the other CEO is Peter Safran, who people may not be quite as familiar with, but that man is an executive producer on a lot of the stuff that we just mentioned, mostly the DC projects. So the Suicide Squad, he executive produced that. He executive produced uh, Peacemaker. And I know uh, Aquaman is another one, which is mm-hmm. also what a lot of people would consider one of the better DC movies. And so James Gunn is going to focus on the creative side of things while Safran is going to focus more on the executive and producing side of things. And I got to be honest, this is an absolute home run for DC. Like they, they've been talking about who's going to head up DC films for a while now. And they thought they had a guy and they didn't have a guy. And it's like, okay, wait, is, is the rock like leading everything? Because like this dude's starting to seemingly have a hand. And I think he still did have a lot of influence in things that are happening in DC right now. Uh, But now, like now we know, James Gunn and Peter Safran like this. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts about this? Because this is huge. I'm excited for it because DC still has some of my like favorite heroes. Like I right. just saw Black Adam. And I still want. I still is, not seen that. That movie was. I thought it was. It, it was good. But like I'm still like, I've seen every DCU. Every DCEU movie. Yeah. And I, it's the way that everything's connected there. I just, it's like, I don't know, like the way Marvel did it just brought everybody, like you got invested in each character. Marvel was just so well thought out from the jump. I mean, I mean, obviously Iron Man, they had an idea of what it could possibly be. And and so they kind of set it up as if it could lead into something else, but like they didn't expect it to be what it is. Right, like in the first. But they Iron did have Man that, movie, like in their mind. Obviously, we had the Nick Fury uh, end credit scene at the end of Iron Man, where he talks about the Avengers. So clearly, even from the jump, it was like, okay, this could be something bigger. So let's plan for that. And DC right. was always just like, kind of lost in the sauce. Yeah, and they like they did the whole like did Superman and then uh, Ben Affleck Batman movie. They didn't do a. a cyborg or a flash movie flash movies coming out though yeah and it's supposed to be amazing assuming it still comes out unless ezra miller like blows up a town or something (laughs) what (laughs) for real you can do a whole podcast episode on that dude's rap sheet over the last year year and a half because it is something straight (laughs) out of a gta move or gta game dude it's (laughs) it's wild but they the, I think they went a little too. They had like a Thanos level threat, like right off the bat in their first like Justice League movie. Yeah, and it's like, and, and I just like even in Black Adam, that one felt like a like a Thanos level threat too. Like when you Did see it. it, you'll know what I mean. And I'm like, we need something that's like more grounded. I don't know, right, yeah, right, more way. grounded, like, and not even so rushed. The first three Iron Man movies, all three were like very grounded. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I feel like that perfectly encapsulates the problem that DC has had up to this point uh, is, is that Marvel obviously had the head start. I mean, obviously, right. both of them have been making movies for a long time, 
but Marvel had the head start in terms of creating the universe. And then we saw Marvel do Iron Man and then the Thor and Captain America and then the Avengers. And like, it was this very well built out universe right from the jump and just perfectly set itself up. And then DC saw that and thought, Hey, we should do the same thing. And the problem is DC did not like they, they just wanted to try to be Marvel right away. And they rushed Mm -hmm. into it. They rushed into the justice league where hardly any of their heroes had individual movies that had built them up up to that point. There were a couple, but not like Marvel, where you had seen all those characters introduced and like really had an emotional attachment to them. And that just wasn't the case with DC. And so they just tried to rush it and they wanted to be Marvel so bad. And it just failed catastrophically, which is a bummer because as fans, we all win when both are doing well. And and yeah, I, I I've always hated movies and right and I like like you said I'm fans of both of these characters. Batman is one of my favorite characters of all time, and I've never been a big fan of the Marvel vs DC stuff. I just I don't know I I always hate just things where people pin you know people or or movies or stuff against each other. Which for comparison it's fine, but then to when it becomes the hate thing where it's like oh I love Marvel and I hate like I have to hate DC like no you can love both of them and honestly it's better for us when both are doing well i don't understand people who want to see marvel fail or want to see dc fail because in my mind i think this is great news for marvel too like this is great news for dc but it's great news for marvel because once dc starts popping out even more high quality films and projects the pressure is now on marvel because marvel has to keep up Mm-hmm. They're not just like they're they're no longer winning by default, you know, in the sense of, you know, just just producing high quality content. Marvel's always been the gold standard, and I don't right. think that's going to be the case. And, and it hasn't been the case this year because DC has produced some really good projects. We talked about the Suicide Squad. We talked about um, Peacemaker and you have the Batman and Black Adam has done really well with audiences. Yeah, and that one. That one inspired me to research dr fate a whole lot more it's basically a doctor movies. strange of dc right and he came first sort i believe of, sort of they're 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 i mean i know they have differences but yeah it's it's he, he's a really cool character that i i would love a solo movie of i i, okay. I think he it would i think it would do very well especially especially with pierce brosnan playing that character yeah just, that was great that was awesome yeah pierce brosnan's great but yeah yeah the, yeah this dc th- i i feel like this couldn't have worked out better for dc i'm so excited to see what what happens and and how things go with james gunn creatively at the helm and uh you know we we already know spoiler alert we talked about this last week but if you haven't seen black adam and you don't know about the spoiler about somebody arriving in the movie, maybe skip ahead 30 seconds or so. Uh, we'll give you three, two, one. But we we know that Superman's back in now, and The Rock has come out and said now this week how hard he fought and for how long he fought to get Superman back. Because we know Black Adam's been in development for a long time. That movie has been a right. long time in the making, and it sounds like The Rock was lobbying for Superman to be involved the whole time. And the, the craziest part is, is hearing him talk about how many times he got shot down with that idea. And it's like, how, like how much in shambles was Warner brothers and DC. When you actually look at it, that you're 
the staple of your entire franchise. You were just like, nah, we don't want them. We don't need them. And I, it'd be like Marvel just turning down. Like, oh no, we don't need Captain America. No, we don't need. Yep. We don't need Spider Man. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We don't like all, all these guys who are staples. And I mean, obviously Captain America. Well, he is still in, and now he's Sam Wilson. But like, uh, you know, Iron Man's not a part of it anymore because his character has run its course. But the man was in it for ten years. It would be like if Marvel just decided to never put him in or never put Captain America. <laughs> it's just why it's just wild to me. So right. Uh, it seems like great things are coming down the pike for for DC, and I'm really excited to see what they do. And and I'm excited because uh, the Rock talked about how this this is the st- like phase one basically for the DC universe, and so I'm just excited to see how they start structuring these movies because even though they shouldn't try to be exactly like Marvel, that's not the point. Marvel clearly mm-hmm. has set up a system and a framework that works. So, like, you can still right. use that, but just use it in your own creative way, which I think is what DC is going to try to do now. But yeah, they're I'm, I'm excited for it. They're, they have a, so many like great characters to use. Yeah, and there's so especially many. Especially yeah. since we're nearing, we're probably nearing the end of like a like a era with Marvel. Where if like if DC picked up right after it, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. I don't know, man. I feel like my, I feel like Marvel is entering. See, I think we're end of an era in Marvel in the sense that this has been kind of a down season for Marvel by most people's accounts. I've still loved everything that's come out. Oh yeah, no, but, no, no. I, I mean, just like in the next like 10, 20 years, like are oh, they going to be able maybe. to continue like a like a continuity with story and everything like i mean they could i mean i mean i mean marvel's just so large both of them are but yeah marvel's Mm -hmm. just so massive and it's just yeah i don't know how 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 much you can keep people invested before a good majority fall off and then people like us are sticking on and yeah like this is great this is awesome yeah because yeah because in 20 years think of how many projects or even 10 10 years think of how many projects there are going to be and it's it's already a lot for people who are starting from ground zero now and right. imagine what it's going to be like 10 years from now to have to <laughs> have to start to from nothing and watch like 80 projects <laughs> like all right well and and in 10 years let me know what you thought of everything we'll, exactly. we'll get back it's to like, it you got to take like 4 months off of work just to get through phase 3 <laughs> yeah <laughs> No kidding. Uh, so, keeping with the James Gunn stuff, so uh, obviously we talked about the Guardians projects are going to be some of his last, at least for a while, which is sad. But also, I mean, good for him. The man deserves it. He he crushes everything he does. But we did get a trailer this week for the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which I'm even more hyped about after seeing Werewolf by Night because the special format just really seems to be a good one. And man, that the trailer for that Christmas special just looked awesome. It looked yeah. so so good. I I thought it looked really good. I mean, I'm super. For those who haven't seen the trailer, there's going to be a spoiler in a second. Yeah, I I, I mean it's in the trailer. So if you haven't seen the yeah. trailer, you should go watch it. But yeah, we're going to divulge what yeah. was in the trailer. Sorry, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I cannot believe Lord. it. Like, I can't wait to see the interaction between him and Peter Quill. It's going to be so good. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. And the new look for Groot. 
I know, and and we barely got a glimpse. We we didn't get a great glimpse of that, but it's clearly a new look. So I'm really curious yeah. to see what that's like. He looks jacked. He does. Groot's been Groot's been hitting those steroids, man. <laughs> he's been he's been sitting in that little uh, pond of his a little too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it looks so good. It, I I think the most appealing and intriguing thing about the whole special is it looks like the entire thing largely takes place on earth and so i think it's going to be so funny to see the different guardians interact with people and places and things on earth like just like imagine i think i saw that shot of drax Drax. and mantis walking around i don't know if that was like new york or i'm not sure where kevin bacon lives maybe it's la so maybe that's where they were walking around but just walking around a big city like that there's so much potential for great comedy and also at the same time it does progress the overall storyline of the mcu because we saw that quill is depressed about gamora being missing and so that clearly like that storyline is still continuing on from avengers endgame and i'm assuming that won't get resolved in the christmas special um and that's probably something that will largely happen in guardians 3 i would imagine but yeah it looks good. It looks it so look good. good. Um, on the topic of trailers, Quantum Mania. Finally, we got a trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, and bro, I dude, Phase Five of the MC, like Phase Five and Six of the MCU are just about to be beyond peak. Like that's what I'm talking about when we're when we're heading into a season of the MCU that is just going to be. On another level, I mean, Wakanda Forever, I know that's technically Phase 4, but it's the end of Phase 4, and that sounds like it's awesome. Then we get Ant-Man the Wasp. We're getting Secret Invasion. We're getting Daredevil Born Again. We're getting Captain America New World Order. Like, holy crap, bro, the slate for Phase 5. But after all the hype of hearing about Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania from Comic-Con trailer... Now we finally got a trailer. It sounds like it was a different trailer. Like they they changed it up and even took some parts out. But dude, I cannot wait for this movie. The other Ant Man movies, I was like pretty excited for. Like yeah, they're gonna be good movies, and they are good movies, especially the first one. Great movie. But my hype wasn't like through the roof. This one though, just I, geeked. Kang looks so good in this trailer. Like the his his design doing yeah but i mean even even like down to his his comic accurate design his suit and we saw a couple of shots of him with a helmet which looks so good and he yeah he he just looks fantastic and it looks like he has an entire army that we got a couple of glimpses of in the trailer and so like it seems like this dude is already so insanely powerful and we don't get to see much in the trailer in the way of Kang. Like they don't give, they don't reveal too much. But based on what we know from the Comic Con trailer that was shown a couple of months ago, it sounds like the whole premise of the movie is that Cassie gets kidnapped and Kang wants Scott in order to like help get her back. Or, or in in this trailer, sounds like in order to help get them out. So, so I don't know if the Cassie being kidnapped thing is actually happening or what the deal is because that's what it sounded like mm-hmm. before but in this trailer it just sounds like in order for scott to get out of the quantum realm kang needs him to retrieve something for him we don't know what it is my guess yeah. so there have been some theories online that the writ like 
in the trailer, you see a shot of some rings, very large rings in Kang's city. And these rings bear a very striking resemblance to the Ten Rings from Shang-Chi. And also a striking resemblance to the bangle that Miss Marvel wears. And I don't, I don't know if this is what's going to happen, but I feel like there's definitely some connection. Like, are those relics from the first Multiversal War that got lost and Kang needs those or like wants those? Does Kang need something for... Because I know in the comics, Kang has a chair that like basically helps him time travel. It's like a time traveling chair. So does Kang want something for that? I don't know. The, the, the trailer kind of sets Kang up to not seem bad, but we obviously know that that's... That's not the case. Like we know Kang right. is going to be the phase five and six villain, but they definitely set it up to make it seem like, oh, maybe Kang isn't the bad guy like we think he is. Yeah, I, I think you're on the right track there. I think it's like I feel like Kang's trapped there. I think he yeah. got, somehow is trapped in the quantum realm and needs some things to get back. I don't know if it's going to be yeah. like the bangle or the ten rings. Right. I don't think. Yeah. Because that man. would completely incapacitate those characters, and they're both brand new characters. So it's like you're not going to steal the Ten Rings from Shang Chi right away. You're not going to steal the Bangle from Miss Marvel, like right. un- unless they no longer. Well, Shang Chi probably does need the Ten Rings, but Miss Marvel may not need the Bangle anymore. I don't know because we know she's technically a mutant anyway. So maybe well, we she don't know doesn't. Where she's at right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. She swapped places with wherever yeah. Danvers was, and Shang Chi is somewhere with wong i'm really i'm surprised we didn't he's part of wong's collection of (laughs) superheroes right now wong's little team and it's just like i don't know i feel like because at the end of shang chi it mentioned that those rings were sending a signal yeah and then i know in the trailer it also said something about oh there's a signal there you guys i dude that like that and that's why i think like i think the rings have been sending a single signal not to like outer space like they were thinking because I know Wong or, or whoever, they, they thought it was alien. But I think it was sending a signal to the quantum realm. Because I oh, th- I, I think they belong to Kang. And I think Kang will come off as being this guy who's like, oh yeah, Scott, I want to help you out. And then I think once Kang gets, and you kind of, we were texting about this, you kind of alluded like I think MODOK will at first seem like the main villain from Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania mm-hmm. because we know that he's also in it even though we didn't see him in the trailer. And so I think for a lot of the movie, it's going to seem like MODOK is the villain and Kang is just trying to like help them escape. And then I think once Kang gets what he wants, Kang is going to turn on Scott and probably beat the living crap out of him and end up getting out of his universe and just become Kang the Conqueror and start getting into other universes and just really being a menace. All right, so brief mention here, because uh, we don't have a lot of details on this, but it was announced to uh, this week that Marvel is creating a Vision Quest series, which is going to focus on White Vision, basically trying to fill in the gaps in his memories and become Vision again. And so I know you've been asking, you, you've you asked like three times on this podcast, what the heck happened to Vision? Where is he at? What, yeah, and what's he you're, doing? you're finally going to get your answer, dude. They heard I, you for that. loud and clear. I'm glad they did. They, they must be listening to the uh, I know. Marvel podcast here. Hey, if you're we, listening, we got through to one of, 
yeah. If you're a Marvel executive, please send us an email. Also, shoot us an invite to one of the premieres coming up because that would be dope too. <laughs> yeah, like uh, maybe like Quantumania. That'd be sweet. Oh, dude. Heck yeah, man. Sign me up to for an Fly event with me out to LA bro. Really quick. <laughs> yeah, sign me up for an event with Jonathan Majors and Paul Rudd. That would be epic. I'm <laughs> I'm all for it, dude. But yeah, yeah. So that's uh that's gonna be super interesting. And it also there are rumors that uh, Elizabeth Olsen will return as Wanda in that. So uh, clear which we all knew she wasn't actually dead, even though they kind of give that impression in Multiverse of Madness, but you're not going to kill off Wanda, at least not not right now. She's too no, right too important, now. too well liked, and, and and her story's not fully complete. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, because she can, she knows how to do the dream walking thing. She yeah. might be the one to warn everybody of. Dude, yeah. You, oh, dude, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, can you imagine she she uses the dark hole to dream walk and, and yeah, war, warm other warn other universes? That's actually a solid theory. Uh, last thing before we get into the basketball draft, which I'm so excited for, uh, the Wakanda Forever world premiere happened this week, and first reactions for the movie are amazing. I've heard nothing but great, positive things about the movie from people who've seen it. Uh, I've heard that the scope of the movie is huge. The the acting is phenomenal. The tone of the movie seems to be exactly what we all kind of thought it would be, like much, much more heavy. I've heard it is not at all in the same vein of the other MCU movies where that you know it's it, it's very jokey and lighthearted. Which not every mm-hmm. MCU movie has been like that, but that's definitely been a criticism of Phase Four. And it yeah. sounds like that's not this at all, which I, nobody expected it to be. And I think people would have been really mad if it was, and, and it's not. So sounds like the movie has a lot of heart. A lot of emotion. I've heard everybody say the same thing. That is a phenomenal tribute to Chadwick Boseman and his legacy. Uh, I've I've heard there's a really cool uh, post-credit scene. But the the one thing that I've heard across the board is that Namor is phenomenal. I can't wait. He looks phenomenal. He looks so good so far. And I, I he looks he looks like. He, I feel like this Namor could mess up Jason Momoa, Aquaman. I, I <laughs> Namor's a beast, man. Yeah. So is Aquaman, obviously. Uh, Jason yeah. Momoa is Jason Momoa, but yeah, yeah. Namor is that dude's a stud. And fun fact: Namor was actually one of the very first characters ever in Marvel Comics. The Submariner was one of the very first characters ever. I think the Human Torch was technically the first superhero for Marvel. But I believe Namor might have been number two. Namor was like right there at the very yeah. beginning, which a lot of people don't know. So that dude, I mean, he's one of the biggest characters in Marvel history. So it's cool that we're finally getting him on the big screen. Uh, only th- so I, I've heard that some people didn't like the length of the movie, which I think that's just personality. How long is it? For- it's like two and a half hours, I think. But yeah, which that's what I'm talking about. Wait, I know that's what I'm saying. Like I'm the personality where I if if it's a movie I'm really looking forward to, give me all the screen time. But I know some some people would much rather just have an hour and a half to two hour movie. That's not me at all. Like you could have made that sucker three hours and I'm like, Yes, I'm here for it. So I'm really happy about that. And I would have brought a blanket and snacks, bought yep. dinner. Yeah, yeah, dude. You I, could give I, me I an intermission. Give me a fifteen minute intermission. Just stand up, stretch, use the bathroom. I'm, I yeah, dude. I'm all for I'm it. I'm set. So. Yeah, so really excited. I, I I don't know if 
there is a Rotten Tomatoes ranking for Wakanda Forever yet. There may not be. I'm, I'm assuming there isn't. There wasn't one just a couple of days ago when I checked. And I would imagine they're going to wait to release that. But I could be wrong. Yeah, there's no Rotten Tomatoes score yet. I think they'll wait until like the week of to actually release those rankings. But Yeah, probably. Yeah, very excited. I, it, it's as excited as I've been for an MCU movie in, in a hot minute. So I, yeah. I was... I was excited about Thor Love and Thunder until I started seeing the reactions for it, and then I curbed my expectation. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was probably, yeah, the most excited I had been prior to prior to this, which has been a year now, almost a year that No Way Home has yeah. been out, which is wild. I think the <coughs> last one I was super excited for was Doctor Strange. I was hyped for Doctor Strange, but I also... I was hyped for it, but not quite on the level of Spider-Man No Way Home. So right, yeah, same here, same here. But I, when I saw, when I heard that John Krasinski was in there as Mister Fantastic, I was like, this could be really cool. Yeah, I, I did like that fan casting, even though I hope, I'm glad we got it. I hope he doesn't do that part again. Really curious, yeah, really curious to see who they end up getting, and I'm surprised we honestly mm-hmm. haven't had it announced yet. I'm assuming that just means that they don't have their Mister Fantastic yet. But yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a lot of fun to see. So yeah, Wakanda Forever, November eleventh is when it comes out. And we will do probably next week we'll do a the whole episode just talking about Wakanda Forever theories and just yes, stuff leading up to it. Uh recap Black Panther a little bit. So sh- should be a lot of fun discussion around that. That being said, let's get into this basketball draft, baby. I'm so hyped. So here's the deal. The, this is how it's going to work. We are drafting basketball teams based on MCU characters. So any MCU character, not Marvel characters as a whole, because that universe is just so massive. So if we did massive. all the comics, yeah, I mean, there'd be no no end. And I don't even I don't have enough knowledge to even know like who all I'd be picking from. So the MCU narrows it down a lot. It's characters that everyone's familiar with. It's going to be on a regular basketball court, so this is a normal game. So you need players that would actually fit on a basketball court. So you can't draft a celestial because, like, like that's right. it, it, that's just not going to work. So you, you got that parameter, and then we'll also we're we're limiting magic users. So obviously, it would be unfair for Wanda. Well, Wanda could just like sit there and control the basketball and just make that thing go into the hoop every single time and no one would be able to do anything about it because she's so powerful so we're we're trying to keep it somewhat realistic obviously our characters that we're going to draft are still going to have their powers and so there will be use of use of some powers but we don't want it to be so ridiculous that a game can't even be played as we're sitting here talking about this fictional game that's never going to exist. <laughs> we're creating these rules. But uh, so so that's the way that we're going to do it. So we're drafting five players. So we're drafting a starting five, a sixth man, someone to come off the bench, and then we're drafting a, a coach. And, and then we want you guys to tell us which team you think is the better team out of the two. For each pick, we'll talk about our reasoning, why we made that pick, uh, what you know what they're going to be able to contribute to the team uh maybe even talk about some cons for some of the players if there are some downsides uh for instance i i I don't think either of us are drafting him maybe you're playing it off like you weren't but you actually are but like if we drafted the hulk obviously the hulk is strong but the downside is he has uncontrollable rage so he's probably fouling out or getting kicked out ejected out of every game 
Okay, I think I have a pretty good idea of, of who my number one draft pick is going to be. I've put a lot of thought into this, and and I think I have a pretty solid number one pick. I have a good idea for like my first two or three picks. Obviously, it's dependent on who you end up picking with mm-hmm. number two. But my number one pick is Spider Man. I'm taking right. I I'm taking Spider Man number one. I think, and Spider Man's probably going to play point guard for me. More than likely. So here's my thought on Spider-Man. First of all, the athletic ability is off the charts, right? This guy has ridiculous leaping and jumping ability. His agility is phenomenal. Uh, he, he He's going to have the best ball handling on the court because he has those sticky hands. So, like, you're never taking the ball from this man. He will have ultimate control, best ball handler in the, ball handler in the MCU, bar none. I would imagine his passing will be on point as well. and But the big thing that really puts him over the edge for me is his spider senses. His spidey sense will be impeccable. And so you'll never steal a ball from him because he will always anticipate your movement every time you go to steal a ball. And I feel like he's just going to have – he's the perfect point guard. His court vision is going to be insane because of those spidey senses. He's going to always know like how like kind of what his teammates are thinking – and he's, he's going to be able to anticipate those cuts to the basket before his teammates really even know that the cut's there. And I just think he's going to be – he's he's a home run pick, and and I'm, I'm fully ready to give him an extended extension on his contract right here and now if he wants it. So That's a good pick. Spider-Man, I, I don't really know if there are any cons for him. I mean, he might be a little short, but he's my point guard, so I can live with that. I'm not worried about height for him because, yeah, he's just – He's a home run. So that's my number one pick. And if you pick the guy that I wanted to pick for your first pick, I'm going to cry and, and boycott <laughs> well, the rest of this draft. <laughs> my my first pick, um, I, I had to go with this guy. I had to. It just seems so, so right, too. I'm going with Hawkeye. Dang it. That's, that's not the guy that I had for my, my number two pick. So that means I'm going to be able to get my number two pick. But Hawkeye was definitely on my list. Son of a gun. That is a fantastic Hawkeye, pick. I just feel And I, I, I have him running point guard <sighs> because he's, he's going to dish it to anybody easy. However he wants to get it to him, he's going to get it to him. And he's going to shoot the lights out. He's, he's going to be like Steph for me. That's he's going that. to shoot absolute lights. I don't know how good of a ball handler he'll be, but you're right. I need to be a good ball handler. He's, he's going to throw it to anybody he wants, and he's he can run. <laughs> it's all right. He don't need to be a good ball handler. Yeah. And I feel like he'd be – I feel like he's a good defender too. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's athletic. Haw, Haw, Hawkeye is sneaky athletic, so you're, you're, you're not getting a bum there. That is a phenomenal pick. But, and, yeah – Hawkeye just doesn't miss in anything, and we know it translates to sports because in Civil War, when Tony asks Clint what he's been up to or how retirement's been, Clint tells him he played golf, played 18, shot 18. So we know (laughs) that he's not just accurate with a bow and arrow. He's accurate in sports. So, yeah, that man is shooting like 100% wide open, maybe 80% if he's guarded. Although I think he's short, so getting shots off could be an issue. But – He'll probably be guarded by Spider-Man, who although he can jump, so um, that is a fantastic he's, he's, pick. He's still, he's still a teenager. Don't reach young blood. That's don't, true. Don't jump. Yeah, don't yeah, jump. yeah. We well, I, tell those young kids, he, don't jump. He might be able to reach. So Spider-Man is going to be a lot quicker. He those Spidey senses, but yeah, we do know from watching uh, No Way Home that Spider-Man doesn't quite have the leadership ability yet. So Spider-Man can't be the leader of my team, I don't think, because 
I just don't know if he's mature enough for that yet. But yeah, he—that's the thing that Hawkeye brings because Hawkeye is uh, Hawkeye is super underrated in terms of just the impact that he has on any team that he's on because he's a phenomenal leader. And yeah. in the comics, he leads multiple teams because he is such a good leader. And the I Great saw, Lakes Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of them. But but he he leads the Thunderbolts as well because he's kind of tasked with uh, uh, helping basically like put the not put the Thunderbolts together, but just yeah, help them find their footing in a lot of ways because he he's so good at that type of thing. And so I think that's a phenomenal pick. I, I'm jealous that you got him. So. <laughs> My my number two pick, I I think this honestly it could have been my number one pick, but I wanted a really good point guard. My number two pick is Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic. Yes, you had him on your list, didn't you? You had him on the list. Oh, so I, Mister Fantastic's playing power forward for me, dude. And here, like greatest rim protector of all time, because this man has stretchy hands. You are not getting anything over this dude down low. And not only that, it is Michael Jordan's Space Jam arms all game on offense. I'm giving it to Reed Richards, letting him extend his arm and just drop the ball in the basket. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's nah. a good pick. I thought he was a sleeper pick, to be honest. I, I oh, heck no, dude. Fall under the radar. I feel like that man is going to be, like, that dude is going to anchor my team. And my only worry with Reed Richards is that I wonder if he'll get a little bit bored because he's just so stinking intelligent, and so maybe his competitive side might not be there quite as much as everybody else because he's more of a just a intellectual guy. But right. that could also be worked to the advantage because he is going to be so dang smart. So he could help game plan and just see everything in a way that no one else on my team is going to see it because he might quite literally be the smartest man alive. So, yeah, Reed Richards, I love I like that, that pick. pick. I'm so glad. I, I'm so glad I got him. I do like that pick. Uh, my next pick is Groot. Groot, really? I'm that was not one him. that I had on my list. I'm playing him at the five, and he's gonna be like Shaq for me. He's gonna be like David Robinson. Okay. He's be like Hakeem Olajuwon. I'm just gonna show him some highlights, and I'm gonna be like, "This is what I want you to do." Show show him some Hakeem highlights. Show him some Tim Duncan. I'm like, "This is it right here." Anything that Mr. Fantastic puts up, you kind of got similar abilities. Yeah, there. he will have that ability to extend. Yeah, that's that's you go true. Go ahead and be my rim protector down there. So Groot is going at my. He's my number two pick, but he's playing my five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good pick. My my only concern with Groot, obviously, basketball. There's a lot of communication that needs to be involved in basketball, and and I I'm concerned over whether or not Groot is going to have issues communicating with the team, seeing no, as okay. seeing as he has a vocabulary of, of three words. <laughs> but no, but you just four. need you just need it. Yeah, we we are Groot, <laughs> but you just need him to be the big dumb bruiser essentially and protect the rim. So maybe you don't need him to say a whole lot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, okay, that's a good pick. I oh man, who do I want as my next pick? This see, this is where it gets tough. Um, but I I think so. I have I have a rim protector and and a guy who's yeah just freakish abilities, and then I have a great point guard. I definitely need a shooter. You took Hawkeye, so my next pick is going to be my shooting guard, and li- little bit of a wild card here, but. I, I think I know who you're going to pick. I like the grittiness that I get with this pick. I'm picking Bullseye. 
Bullseye. I'm okay. taking Bullseye. For, again, we said that the Netflix shows are counting because there, there's a lot of argument as to whether they're canon. So, so we're considering right now for these to be MCU shows. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking Bullseye because much in the same way of Hawkeye, Bullseye does not miss. That dude has superhuman abilities uh with when it comes to aiming and so that man is going to be a ridiculous sharpshoot sharpshooter and i feel like he's going to be able to pull from anywhere on the floor and just drain it now the thing that's going to be a little bit of a wild card for him is obviously bullseye is a bit of a head case right the dude's like certifiably insane and so there's a little bit of unpredictability there could get some technicals uh, may get thrown out of some games even. He, he he might be somebody who you can get in his head pretty easily, and I think you could get him emotional pretty quickly, and so that, that might be an issue. I might have to have uh, Reed Richards really work to calm him down and, and kind of be the guy in his ear at all times, making sure that Bullseye doesn't uh, blow a head gasket. But I also think we can use it to our advantage because he's going to be gritty and he, he might play a little dirty. You always want some of those guys that, that are willing to do some of the dirty work. Uh, I think he might try to frustrate Hawkeye at times. Yeah. Try to get Hawkeye to lose his composure. So, yeah, it's a dark horse pick, but I need a shooter. So I feel like Bullseye, I like feel like Bullseye fills, fills a really big need for my team. Yeah, I like that pick. That's a good pick. So, just a quick question. This is anybody who's appeared in the MCU, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. As long as they have been in the MCU, this is is 100% valid. My third pick, I'm going to go with Steve Rogers, Captain America. Mm, He's he's, a small forward. He's on my list. That's a good pick. Gosh dang it. And he is just going to be... That's the the guy on the team. I don't think he. I don't think he'd miss. I don't think he'd lose his cool. And I think if he did, I think whoever's on your team would be in trouble. I think that's just <laughs> how how it works. And I think I think Steve Rogers is the best pick for uh, my three guard here. Yeah, yeah, that's a great pick. You got two guys now that are good with that. You got two fantastic leaders on your team, and Hawkeye and uh, Steve Rogers. And we know they work together well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The chemistry is already there, which which is a big yeah a big plus. And Steve Rogers is is a physical marvel. Like that dude is built like a tank. He's big. He's strong. He's intelligent. Yeah. No reason to believe that he can't be good at basketball. I I fully believe that he'd be a stud. My fourth pick. This is going to be my center. So I have Mister Fantastic at the power forward. This is my center, and Mr. Fantastic, obviously, he's a little more of a lean power forward, right? Like, So he's going to be the guy that can go both go inside and outside. Uh, he's going to be pretty versatile, especially with his ability and his intelligence. But my center, the, the purpose of this man is just to be an intimidator. This dude is going to be like the Davis brothers back when they played for the Pacers, and their job was just to stand down low and beat the crap out of people. It's, you know, this guy is Bill Lambeer <laughs> from the bad boy Detroit Pistons. He's he's going to get kicked out of some games, but you're never coming in the lane as long as this dude's in there because I believe that my number four pick, Thanos, oh. will be an absolute menace down low because this man stands at a whopping eight foot three. I looked up, I looked up the stats Eight foot three of just solid muscle. 
and he's going to be a bruiser. Obviously, Thanos can't use the Infinity Gauntlet. That's that's unfair. Yeah, that's, so, so he's not going to have the stones. Yeah. But just Thanos as a whole is Thanos as a whole took on the whole. It's just he he's so. a he's a unit, dude. He's an absolute unit, and. That's the more Shaq comparison there. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. He he is a Shaq of my team, and, and whenever I put together a fantasy draft of historic NBA players, Shaq is always on my team because, yeah, Shaq, Shaq is just dominant. And I feel like Thanos is going to be that way. Like we're we're just feeding the big fella down low, and he's just going to you know two dribbles, drop step, two handed right over Groot, and he's going to scream in his face <laughs> while he snaps his arm in half, gets kicked out of the game. Uh, <laughs> The night that to happen once, he, he can do that once and get kicked out. It can, and I'm good. Groot's arm Groot can regrow. Can That's the thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm not as worried with like Thanos is. Yes, he's a villain, but he's a, he's very calculated. He is. A, he's an intelligent dude. He's no dummy. And so I'm not super worried about him losing his cool whole lot because I think I think I think he's for the cause. Like like he's a villain, but he's not a villain. He 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 has good motivations, just goes about it the wrong way. So I think if we can steer him in the right direction, uh, good things are going to happen for him. Uh, it it's not like a Hulk where Hulk is just out of control and raging and doesn't know what the heck he's right. doing. Thanos Thanos will play within the offense. He'll he'll fit his fit his role to a T. So yeah, uh, my fourth pick, and this is going to be my shooting guard, is uh, Killmonger. I thought about picking Killmonger, man. I just think he's got that dog in him. He does he have that dog in him. Kobe, yep. He's got that Mamba mentality. He's got that he does. Jordan and Kobe mentality. Yeah. Where he's gonna he he's gonna want to win at all costs. He's gonna do whatever that takes, and he and he's gonna put in the work for it too. Yep. And so Killmonger is going at my number two, and I'm so glad he slipped that far. I re- I truly I thought you were gonna pick him because I know you're a big Killmonger. I love fan. Killmonger. He's he's favorite. my second favorite yeah. villain, man. Yeah. Next to Thanos, I could have had them both on my team. Uh dang, but, yeah. See, I Killmonger is a fantastic pick. You're right; he does have the dog in him, and I feel like your team does need that because you have you have a bunch of goody two shoes on your team right now with Hawkeye <laughs> and Captain America. So you do need that guy who's gonna just I, you know. I, I'm trying. I'm I'm low key trying to build that 2008 or nine Lakers team. You know, yeah. I got my little Derek Fisher. I've got my Pau Gasol. Yeah. Now I just need my Kobe. You know? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good pick. Yeah, see, I already have Thanos and, and Bullseye. I'm afraid if I got like if I got Killmonger on my team too, we'd be like the bad boys Pistons, but times a million. And I don't know <laughs> if we'd get through an entire game without fouling out or fighting the other team. And so I feel like yeah, there has to be some balance. We a little bit more malices in the palace. Yeah, well, yeah, we'd have like slot <laughs> like yeah massacres in the palace. <laughs> It'd be rough. Killmonger is a great pick. Okay, so if you pick Killmonger for your fourth, then this cements who my fifth pick is because I was already toying with the idea of picking this guy and I almost picked him number four. Uh, but but my my fifth pick is going to be Black Panther. Yeah, T'Challa. Oh, only makes sense. He's sitting behind me. Um, He's he's playing your three, right? Yes. Yeah. So I could probably. Yeah probably put him at the three might be a little small but again athleticism is off the charts that i mean same as kill like that vibranium suit is going to be just a problem and his athletic ability his ability to jump his his strength everything uh his agility is ridiculous 
and and he has something that I don't quite have. I mean, Mr. Fantastic, great leader as well, but you have multiple of these guys on your team. So I need somebody who's like really going to be the motivator for my team and rally the troops. Uh, I, I, I think Mr. Fantastic might be a little bit too smart for that. You know, uh, sometimes right. you get those guys that are so intelligent, they're a little bit disconnected. And uh, yeah, I think that T'Challa is going to be the guy who is really going to get in everybody's ear. And he, he's going to be the guy for me that's going to calm Bullseye down when, when Bullseye gets a little riled up or, you know, Thanos wants to snap someone in half. T'Challa is going to come over, put put an arm around his waist because he can't reach his shoulder because he's eight feet tall. But he, you know he's going to he's going to whisper to him, "You got this big dog. Don't don't let him get to you." And so, <laughs> yeah, I think and 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 I feel like Black Panther could play multiple positions. I think if I needed him to be my point guard, uh, then he could definitely be my point guard. I think if I needed him to play shooting guard, I think he could be interchangeable among the three guards. So. We'll be a guard-heavy team. He's technically my small forward, but he's kind of just like a third guard. I hear you. I hear you. So, so yeah, that 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 rounds out my starting five. Yeah, to round up my starting five at my four, and I am jumping back and forth between two people, and I'm going to pick Thor. Mm, yeah. And it solves my communication issue with Groot at five because Thor <laughs> speaks speaks Groot. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah, that fills a need so, right there. That's that's a I, big I brain play. And I I also feel like I I just feel like Thor would be a defensive monster. I don't know yeah. why. He's a I big just, body I for feel, sure. I just feel like he'd be all over the floor and I feel like he'd be he'd be our uh he'd be our not our he'd be a happy Draymond, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He would be. He he be he be our Giannis. He be our Giannis. That's how I there you go. imagine him. Yeah, more like that. Happy go lucky. He can do whatever he wants because he's a freak athlete. There you I go. Just, I feel like Thor is because I I was bumping back and forth between him and somebody else, and okay. I don't even think I'm going to take him as my sixth man, but we'll we'll see here. I I, know, I might. I might. I know. There's a couple of players that like that that I have in my mind, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Who, who I want to take is my sixth man, uh, Ant Man. <laughs> Ant Man, okay. Ant Man, who has the ability can to go to any position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This man can literally play the one through five. I don't know how athletic he is. Is the thing that's why he's a six man. Like he's coming in, he's going to hustle and do dirty work. We know that Scott Lang is a hustler, <laughs> but he he can make himself big. He can make himself small. Obviously, he can't be too big. But he he can make himself you know eight feet tall if he needs to, uh, yep. but he can also make himself smaller. Again, I don't know if that's like too much of an unfair advantage. It might be, and honestly, there's no, another guy I, I was thinking of that I think would be even way more unfair. So I can list. I don't know if you'll take him or not, but if you don't, we'll list him on like the honorable mention of people who almost got picked. But yeah, Ant Man is my sixth man. Ant Man's your sixth man, and I I can respect that. I, I I like I do like that pick, and I I don't think it's like too bad of a, uh, like ability. You know, probably probably have to cap him out. Be like, you can't be like, right, feet, right, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Ant Man can't be fifteen feet. And the other thing is, even if Ant Man is small, I guess on like moving with the thing with Ant Man that would be incredible is his ability to move with other ball because he could shrink down. And then move right. without the ball, and you can't even like hardly see him. And then he just pops up somewhere. So that would be insanely good. But 
he wouldn't be that effective small without the ball because the ball wouldn't change size. The ball would stay the same. You can't manipulate the ball. So you would yeah. still and see he, the ball and you could take it. That. Yeah. Have to, that'd be considered carry. He's completely under that yeah, ball. So, carry all yeah. Day. So, so, so moving without sure the ball would be his that. strength. And then obviously yeah, like rim protection or, or he can make himself bigger. I think he's a good six man. He, he's, he's a utility I like guy. Pick. I like that pick. So uh, my six man, is I'm just going to go with the one that I was going back and forth with there. I'm going to She-Hulk. <laughs> she was on my list. I and my, I almost picked I, her. I feel like she is a little spark plug. I feel like she'd come in and just bully her way. She's yeah. like a Zion. She's that's, everything that's that you thinking. wanted from the Hulk, but under control. And, yeah, and not exactly. quite as tall, but still. She's like 6'7", though, so that's a good height. Yeah, dude, She-Hulk is a that's a phenomenal pick. I have her on my list as so I have all my positions listed out that I was possibly going to pick, and I have one or two players for her position, and she was the second player that I have for center behind Thanos because yeah, I, I feel like she'd be a really really good pick, but I decided yeah. to go with a little bit of a bigger bruiser. She might be more skilled than Thanos, but I, I, little, I think Thanos yeah. would have the intimidation. So. Uh, there, there are actually two people that I had for my honorable mention that one of them I just didn't pick because I feel like it would be so insanely unfair that it would almost be worse than the Doctor Strange magic thing, and that was Quicksilver. I, I feel like yeah, Quicksilver would be so un. You, you just couldn't do anything. Like the man moves I so fast. Have vetoed that one. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. To well, yeah, like, and yeah. I wouldn't have blamed you either. That's why I didn't even <laughs> pick him because I'm like it just wouldn't even be fair. You literally could not react to him. He would be up and down the court ten times before you could even get from the baseline to the free throw line. But yeah, so so that's why I didn't pick Quicksilver. All those reasons. The other honorable mention that I had, but I it, would, it just would have been so unfair. It would have been Vision. Uh, although I don't yeah. know. I I mean, I guess you could have set some limits on Vision. Right. Moving without the ball, he'd have been fantastic because he could literally phase through people. Uh, so it would have been <laughs> obviously with the ball. I mean, you could still use that somewhat to your advantage, but like the ball can't go through oh, people. Boy. Only vision can. So you know that, I don't know how that, effective that would be, but those are some of my honorable mentions that I had that didn't get drafted that I thought about. I don't know if you had any. Yeah, I've got, I've got quite a few here and I'll, I'll go quick through them. Um, Daredevil is one I thought about throwing up point th- guard just yeah. because I, but he's blind and I'm like, but like he's blind, but like he has those senses though. Yeah, he knows it. Um, and the athleticism you know is there. Yeah. And then Yeah, Daredevil would be a good Loki. one. I had Loki. Oh, Loki's not one that I had considered interesting. Because he's he's the god of mischief. He's a trickster. <laughs> I thought we might be seeing some Harlem Globetrotters things with him. Right he could, yeah, yeah. If, if you're making a Harlem Globetrotters MCU team, that dude would literally start turning into other people and just I confuse think- the crap out of the defense. That'd actually be super smart now that I think about it. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think I was going to pick him, but he was definitely going to be an honor, honorable mention. And that's only if you picked, like, a bunch of people before him. But Yeah. I also had uh, Bucky. Bucky and, could be uh, good. And Shang-Chi. Yeah, also athletic. I also, I also had U.S. Agent and the Red Guardian. Red Guard? Interesting. Okay, a lot, a lot of the super soldiers. Yeah, I, I I just I want those athletes, man. And yeah. and then the last the last two are Luke Cage and Korg. Oh, Luke Cage would have been a great. I don't, man. How did I not think about Luke Cage as my bruiser? I still probably gone with Thanos, knowing what I know, because Thanos is eight foot three, so that size is big. 
Uh, yeah. Korg, I feel like, would just be too dumb. He'd be, but but he he's literally a brick wall. Like, dude is actual yeah, rock. I so, just, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's getting through Korg. No, but, definitely not. Yeah. Those those are my honorable mentions. Now we got to do a coach, and then and then we'll recap our team. Uh, I I already knew who my coach was going to be. My coach is going to be Professor Xavier. We know that that man is just insanely smart, and we know that he can form a team really well and just bring a group of people together collectively. Uh, <laughs> and, and he doesn't like I, he could, he'll, he'll kind of be the Phil Jackson of my team, right? I have a lot of big personalities, a lot of superstars on my team, so he's not going to be a micromanager. He's not going to get into every nitty gritty detail because I have really smart players like Black Panther and Reed Richards on my team doing their thing and Spider Man, but. He's he's gonna kind of manage the chaos a little bit, and he'll be he'll be that calming but super wise presence. He's my Zen master. For my coach, I'm gonna pick Vision. Oh, interesting. He's got the whole internet at his disposal at all times. Okay. He, yeah. He's he's smart. He can he's gonna drop every game plan. That's a good pick. So, yeah, I mean, you would definitely have no shortage of drills and things to run at your disposal because Vision's going to know every drill that's ever been created. And, yep. yeah, every play that's ever been put to the Internet, yeah, he'll be super smart. My my worry will be how Vision will relate to the team because, obviously, being a robot, he doesn't quite fully understand. Like, he he's really just straightforward. He doesn't quite understand human emotion. And so I wonder if they're – will be some trouble in paradise sometimes when Vision can't quite get through to the team the way that he needs to. All right, so uh, our our teams, my team is from point guard, you got Spider-Man, shooting guard is Bullseye, Uh, the third guard is Black Panther, T'Challa, my power forward is Mr. Fantastic, and my center is Thanos with... Ant-Man being the sixth man off the bench, able to play any position, and Professor Xavier as the coach. Your team, you got Hawkeye at point guard. You have, uh, is Killmonger a shooting guard or small forward? I forget. What, what He's is. my shooting guard. So you have Killmonger as shooting guard. You have Captain America as small forward. Thor at power forward. And then yep. Groot at center. She-Hulk as your sixth man off the bench. Solid pick there. And then you have Vision as your coach. Solid teams. I, I, I would kill to see these teams actually play a game of basketball against each other. So, hey, uh, make sure you guys let us know. If you're watching this on YouTube, let us know in the comments which team you think is better. Also, let us know what team you would make if you could choose any five characters from the MCU to build a basketball team. Which five characters are you going to choose and why? Which pick do you think was the best on our teams? Which pick do you think was the worst on our teams? Uh, yeah, just let us know. Have some discourse in the comments. If you're listening via podcast, send in an email. Let us know the same thing. So whose team wins the matchup? Which team would you make if you had the chance? And yeah, let's have some fun with this. This won't be the last time we do a draft like this. We, we've talked about doing an Olympic draft, possibly. Uh, we, we can do a football one maybe as it gets closer to like Super Bowl time because we missed the start of football season while we were doing She-Hulk. Yeah. So we could talk about <laughs> a football draft near Super Bowl season. And yeah, we'll do some other fun stuff. But, but this was a good time. I enjoyed doing this. That, that was yeah, fun was to try fun. to think of. So, all right. 
that's the podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Again, make sure you guys leave a review. If you have not, give us that five-star rating. Help push the podcast out into the sphere. If you're on YouTube, make sure you guys hit that subscribe. If you're not on YouTube, get on YouTube, then subscribe. Midwest Marvel Guys, the channel. Uh, and then make sure you follow on TikTok and Instagram and uh, follow my boy Zeke on Instagram. Zeke, tw- uh, what, what was it? Zeke underscore 23? Zeke dot 23. Zeke dot 23. So I was pretty close. But yeah, we appreciate you guys' support so much. You guys are an amazing community. And next week, next week we're going to talk about Black Panther Wakanda forever as we get ready for the release of that movie. And I am so so hyped for that so yeah i have a, I have a pretty big theory of how this this one's about to go down so i can share it with you oh, next week excited to hear that all right y'all we will see you guys next time peace out nerds